0: Hello, everybody! <laughs> I was
1: counting backward in German.
0: <laughs> oh, we're feeling weird tonight.
1: I'm feeling normal, honestly. This is normal for me, anyway. Mm.
0: I'm feeling stressed and exhausted. and
1: I think this is like the first time in a while we've actually been able to... Oh, we're in a good place.
0: Yeah, we're in a good place.
1: We're in a good place tonight, and despite our crappy job, excuse me. <clears throat> hey, look,
0: I love my job. <laughs> they, They... I love
1: my job. Okay, fine. Your job is nice. I wouldn't mind working there, but...
0: I love my job. So. Mine
1: is like a Dyson vacuum. That's all I'm going to say. Um, you guys can get the subtext. That's all I'm going to say. So... That's all the time they get today. Game over. Done. Yeah.
0: It. And, like...
1: is 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 this the one that we're... The one that I think we're doing? The episode we think we're doing?
0: So... Like I said in the previous episode... Yes, last time. We're doing things a little bit weird, and usually, our usual pattern is episode, raw tidbit, episode, blah, blah, blah. And then, but our other pattern is rare breed, common breed, whatever. Our
1: patterns have been basically put into a blender and blitzed by the blender that is called
2: Life. Life, yeah. Yeah.
0: So... This episode, um, we're gonna dedicate it to a friend of ours, a friend of mine named Anya,
1: who I wish I knew better, honestly.
0: Um, she tragically lost her life in a car accident in South Carolina, and it rocked the dog show world, and we're all a bit broken, we're all a bit stunned um, yeah we're just stunned well, I, we're, we're in that phase of grief because it hasn't even been a month yet where many of us are just kind of coming to grips with it and coming to terms with it and I just saw her in Orlando
1: yeah I remember seeing her I think it was at Doswell
0: yeah she was at Doswell too and, you know, it, it's it's one of those things where it, her passing has made us...
1: It's rocked a lot of people in the dog show world, honestly. Yeah,
0: and it's made us treasure every moment. And so many of us, you know, people in the dog show world can be really catty and whatever, but...
2: Y'all know who you are. Yeah.
0: Her passing has just put things into perspective, in that you don't take anything for granted. Life is too short for bullshit. I'm and not sure
1: who said it, but when it comes to death, no one when it comes to life. No one gets out of it
0: alive, basically. Yeah, so. and I mean to quote to quote Anya, mm-hmm. drink a beer and show your dog.
2: <laughs> that that
0: that was her personality. Was just don't care. Go show your dog. And when I found out that she passed. Where was I? And what did I do that night?
1: Uh, You grieved, if I remember correctly.
0: I went to dog show class that night.
1: Okay. Yeah, that sounds like you.
0: So I did the thing that Anya would want anybody in the dog show world to do is just say, pick yourself up, go show your dog. Hmm. And so with that. Yes, Before I start crying and getting emotional and all that shit, because my emotions have been rubbed a little raw, considering everything.
1: Yeah, I remember um, just a little levity to break the mood. Um, Last night I came home from Wake, and Ashley was kind enough to already start dinner and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And I made a comment in regards to, like, why didn't you put the... um, the fries in with... because we had fish and chips, so fry the, the chips in with, with the fish. And she kind of reacted like Gus from a big fat Greek wedding. You're going to leave me! You know, I just immediately started to, to bawl a little bit, and I met, felt really, really bad. Um, that's how um, razor thin... Mm-hmm. Ashley has been in regards to this, so I mean, I mean, she got shape over the end of Breath of the Wild, which we finished this past weekend. Yeah, which
0: I mean, was funny to me. I mean, my, my emotions are just kind of right out on the surface right now, and it's just one of those things. And I'm rolling with it. I'm coping with it the best that I can. So, mm-hmm. the breed that we're going to cover is the breed that Anya bred and showed. And that's the German Shepherd dog.
1: Ah, Jones.
0: And to those that are unaware, we have a German Shepherd dog that's living with us temporarily. Her name is Jones. Mhm. She is living with us to be trained to be a service dog and just all-around good dog.
1: And she couldn't be in better hands if you ask me.
0: Yeah. She's a great puppy and is I'm having fun. To you, though. Oh,
1: thank you. <laughs> It a compliment for you. This is what I live
0: with, people. <laughs> but she's also a road test to see if a German Shepherd would suit our lifestyle and everything. And so, I'm going to get this out in the open. And I know that this episode will ruffle some feathers because everybody on the, on the internet seems to have an opinion about German Shepherds <laughs> and all of that shit.
1: Give me the stick, darling. I'll stir the pot.
2: <laughs>
0: so, first things first. Yes. The proper spelling of shepherd is S E S. Shit. Take two. Is S H E P H E R D. Shep heard. Okay. It is not S H E P P A R D.
1: Just for fun, you guys probably can't see this, but Ashley had to actually look up into her memory cortex to actually remember how to spell it incorrectly. The right way, she was spelling it perfectly, but she looked up and was like, okay, is this the right letter? No, okay, you know, this is all going on in just a fraction of a second.
0: So, (laughs) the reason shepherds heard, so that's how you remember how to spell them.
1: Yeah, Jones does that with the toys in the living room, which is very hilarious to watch.
0: German Shepherds and all Shepherds Herd. Mm -hmm. So, the last part of the name, the last part of shepherd, is -hmm. spelled Herd. H-E-R-D.
1: Shep. Herd.
0: They don't Pard. (laughs) Or Ard. You mean to tell me they don't sound like cowboys from the old west partner? No. (laughs) So, I'm getting that out in the open because that is one of the biggest pet peeves of anybody that Lives with, loves, what have you, fancies anything about German Shepherds or Australian Shepherds or any breed that has the name shepherd in the breed name.
1: Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker.
0: So. (laughs) I worked it in. Yay. I didn't think I would. Yeah. The other thing is with this information that Mm -hmm. I'm going to share... I am taking it from the German Shepherd Dog Club of America.
2: Ah,
1: citing sources. Citing
0: my source. So if you don't like what I have to say, take it up with the official AKC parent club for the breed. Yeah. I'm getting my information from the source that the AKC trusts.
1: So if it's from the AKC, this is the source of all information regarding this particular breed.
0: Yes, in America. So
1: so yeah, take that. Why am I pointing to the microphone? It didn't, do it didn't do anything wrong.
0: So, okey dokie. I'm watching you. The breed was developed by Captain Max von Stevenitz.
1: I do love captains.
0: He began the standardization of the breed in 1889. Hmm. So, if, yeah. if you want to know in terms of timeline of certain breeds, Hamilton Stovars came before German Shepherds. <laughs> Yay! <laughs>
1: Arms just pumping into the air in righteous indignation. <laughs> Wait. Um,
0: oh What he was looking for... Mm-hmm. He was looking for a sheep herder... Right. ...that had natural instincts and required no training, nope. just direction.
1: Go, go go, ahead and drive it home again.
0: A Herd. Sh- Herd. Herd.
1: Herd. Herd.
0: His first German Shepherd dog was... Named Honrad von Greffeth, which was a dog that he saw at a show and immediately knew that this was the dog that he was looking for. Mm -hmm. The original Breed Club motto was utility and intelligence. Beauty was secondary.
2: Mm,
1: It's like a side effect, basically.
0: And the breed, the dog was expected to work Mm -hmm. and be a good worker for people. Mm -hmm. And when I mean work, I do not mean... Protection work. They were developed as a sheep herder.
1: Hmm. Herd. Herd. H-E-R-D. Herd, as in to group together.
0: The first German Shepherd Dog arrived in the U.S. in 1907. Wow. And the German Shepherd Dog Club of America was founded in
1: 1913. Okay. Pump the brakes for just a second. There's a red light here. Mm -hmm. You mean to tell me for over a 100 years the U.S. did not have one. Because you said it was developed in the 1800s.
0: So, the breed was developed in 1889. Oh, okay. So, it was only about 20, not even 20 years.
1: I'm good at math, and it's the end of the day. Leave me alone.
0: So, again, all of this was for the utility and intelligence in the field. Not as a military dog. That just was an added bonus later.
1: Yeah, side effect, basically.
0: After World War I, the public had an appreciation for the breed as the German army use the dog as a war dog.
1: I think I know where this is going.
0: There's a certain dog <laughs> that became wildly popular on screen. Do you know who it was?
1: Oh, was this uh, Rin Tin Tin?
0: Yes, it was Rin Tin Tin!
1: Oh, I thought you were going somewhere else. I thought we were going back to Germany for a moment.
0: No, we'll go back there later.
1: Uh, okay, we still got about, what, 30 some odd years? Yes. Still?
0: So when Rin 10 became popular on screen, and he actually was what introduced a lot of America to the breed, mm-hmm. and the breed boomed, and Rin 10 was actually used as a stud dog. Right. And there are bloodlines that trace their roots back to Rin 10. Mm-hmm. And the German Breed Club in 1922 mm-hmm. started doing written critiques on dogs and if they were to be recommended for breeding. Yeah, these written critiques didn't, didn't, and don't happen in the U.S. Mm-hmm. They happen everywhere else in the world, for good or bad.
2: Yeah,
1: it's basically a critique. Basically, when someone sits down with you and says you need to have a focus session, chances are it's to you're doing this good, but this needs improvement.
0: Right, and and there's a rating score that comes along with it, mm-hmm. and what they do is. The judges will evaluate the dog, do the examination, and then literally sit there and write the critique. hmm They'll say whether, and they'll go through certain body parts and all of that stuff, too. Yeah. And then they'll give a rating.
2: Yeah.
0: It still happens today. It happens in most breeds. It happens with German Shepherds. It happens with pretty much any breed that is exhibited in Europe. You can find a written critique. hmm if you want brutal honesty, you can find written critiques of dogs that are exhibited in the UK because they do not hold back.
1: You'd think the Germans would be more vicious. Oh no, hmm.
0: no. Some of the some of the written critiques for British dogs are just hilarious to read because they. They well, give no fucks, and it's great.
1: If you've seen their House of Commons, you know everything they do there, it's no surprise now that I've given it some thought. Yeah,
0: so these critiques helped advance the breed in Europe to solidify the standard of what was appropriate for the breed mm-hmm. in Europe. The bloodline still continued in the U.S. as well. Mm-hmm. And they, for the most part, even though... There were written critiques happening in Europe, but they weren't happening in the U.S. Mm-hmm. The Brits still look pretty much the same. Yeah. After that, though, the bloodlines diverged. And part of it has to do with World War II.
1: We've arrived. We've
0: arrived at mm. World War II.
1: For those of you into anime, this would be Italia area. No, technically World War II came first. This just helps it to explain it to us silly Americans. <laughs> of a different generation, I might add. Uh,
0: so, as I've mentioned and as we've covered in a couple of episodes, World War Two had a dramatic impact on purebred dogs in Europe.
1: I think it's safe to say that, I mean, because it's such... It was a world war. So right. it's going to affect an awful lot of things. So I'm honestly... I was expecting it, and I'm also equally not surprised to find that Mm -hmm. this would be a big cause for change for the breed.
0: And remember now, this breed was used by the German army.
1: (laughs) Come on. So. I've been waiting for this. Tell them. Tell them, tell them, tell them, tell them. We've discussed this before. Tell them. Tell our listeners.
0: What happened in Germany to the German Shepherd Dog... Many of them, just out of necessity, mm-hmm. they just let them wander the streets. There was no pedigree, no record-keeping, no nothing. Mm-hmm. And the ones that were kept by the German army, where the record-keeping was happening, mm-hmm. many of them were killed and destroyed. Mm. One of them...
1: Because, yeah, that's what I was getting at. I wanted you to talk about his stock.
0: Yes. One of them, unfortunately... I hate to say it.
1: Fucking Nazis.
0: <laughs> Hitler loved German shepherds.
1: I say again, fucking Nazis. I hate the fact that we still have them today, honestly. Yes. What Indiana Jones fought, not real, but still, Indiana Jones fought them and we're still dealing with them today.
0: Yes. So, Hitler had a German shepherd named Blondie. Blondie ended up having a litter of puppies. Mm-hmm. You can go and find old footage of Hitler... With Blondie and her litter of puppies frolicking around. and
1: Have fun putting that in your search history. Yeah, enjoy.
0: <laughs> Why uh, are you
1: looking up Hitler, the police will ask.
0: <laughs> but I swear, if you just watch History Channel for a little bit, eventually you'll mm-hmm. see it. Because for the most part, Hit- History Channel has been known for some time as Hitler Channel. Because they're going to talk about Hitler at some point. <laughs> At so, uh, some point during the day, they cover World War II. I don't know why. But... Sounds
1: like a lazy person's thesis, honestly.
0: Well, you know. Um, but Hitler killed Blondie with a uh, cyanide capsule in the bunker.
1: Was this when the Allies were, mm-hmm. I ticket winning the war?
0: Yeah, when they were really close to Berlin. Uh-huh. Um, several people went into the bunker. Hitler took Blondie down in there. And very few people came out of that bunker alive. Mm. Most of them took cyanide capsules. Even children Mm -hmm. were forced to do it. Sucky time.
1: So, Did you mean to do that pun? Because you did a good one.
0: No,
2: (laughs) I (laughs) didn't.
1: Cyanide capsule. Sucky time. (laughs) The Germans said that as soon as they took them. Shit. (laughs) The Fuhrer says it's sucky time.
0: (laughs) And this is where I'm going to ruffle some feathers a bit.
1: I'm just going to say this one thing. I, I hold to the fact that I think Robin Williams was right. Um, Hitler must have been gay. with was said as an incident. Okay. There. I've said it. Now, go ahead. Ruffle away.
0: Because there were no record keeping or very little and very little of the military dogs and those bloodlines were left alive in Germany. And even after Germ- like Germany lost the war, yeah. many of those army dog handlers mm-hmm. Just let them go because they're like, oh my god, they're going to get shot. Or they're going to get held captive or whatever.
1: They figured it was a better yeah, resolution but, for
0: them. Mm-hmm. The fanciers of the breed in Germany and in Europe, basically, many breed fanciers in, in Europe were taking breeds that just look like them. That were on the streets. hmm and that's why that's the start of why the American bloodlines and the German bloodlines look so different mm-hmm. is because they the German bloodlines they were going by looks, mm-hmm. whereas the American bloodlines were doing record keeping and pedigrees and breeding true and pure and all of that. So th- there's that little. Uh, I I don't know what I don't want to call it impurities or what have you, but they were little lo-
1: discrepancies, variances.
0: Yeah, and other breeds were impacted by this as well.
1: Right, we've discussed a couple of those.
0: Yeah, I mean the other one that springs to mind is golden retrievers. Right, golden retrievers. If you look at the European golden retrievers and the American golden retrievers, they look totally different.
1: Correct me if I'm wrong, but when it comes to German Shepherds and how they look, you have an appearance preference, do you not?
0: Um, I have a preference.
1: If you don't want to get into that now, that's fine. It's I'll just, get into remember, it later. I remember you had mentioned it, that's yeah. all. But let's just not put the card before. I'm doing the German accent. Yeah, we, need to move, we need to move away from that, honestly.
0: So with the divergence of the bloodlines...
1: Divergence. Are we getting into that book series now? Jesus, <laughs> no. I really don't want to go into that. I, you know, Harry Potter was my last series. I'm done. Actually, no, not definitely. Games. Well, yeah, okay. I'm also reading that book series by Matthew Riley. That's still ongoing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Shit.
0: Okay, the primary bloodlines that are out now, and what you'll see if you're looking for a German Shepherd puppy, you'll see these bloodlines come up, and They are American Showline, or abbreviated ASL. German Showline, or GSL.
1: Sorry, I... mm.
0: German Working Line, or WL.
1: My mental brain went somewhere else when you said ASL.
0: American Sign Language?
1: Age, sex, location.
0: Oh my god! (laughs) What the... I haven't heard that in years. Total chat room question. Like AOL chat room bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Head. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Woo. Oh, boy.
1: Oh, the 90s were fun. <laughs> All
0: right. Back, back, back to the... Yes. All right. There's German Working Line, which yes. is shortened to Working Line, mm-hmm. or WL. Mm-hmm. And then there's East German slash DDR line. I honestly can't remember what DDR means. Yeah,
1: why is it is East DDR? Because you say DDR, that's like a video game. Yeah.
0: And then there's Czech bloodline, as in uh-huh. Czech Republic. And then there's the UK line. And the UK bloodline are sometimes known as Alsatians. The name was changed in the UK... Because they didn't want to call them German, so they wanted a less German-sounding name than German Shepherd Dog, so they switched it to Alsatians.
1: The translation? Yes. I'm not going to be able to say it. Let me see it. Go ahead.
0: Deutsche Demokratische Republik. Yeah. So that, it just literally means East German.
1: East German Dog.
0: Yep. Okay. So those are the main bloodlines people will cross them from time to time wanting a certain thing, wanting a certain temperament, certain bloodlines, there are certain myths surrounding each one, and I'll go through them briefly right now. Mhm. The American showline, there is a myth that they are not healthy. That's absolutely not true. False. They most American showline breeders will do health testing. Mhm. The German show line is that they are that they have really unstable temperaments
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that they can't move very well. Yeah, that is hit or miss sometimes. They're getting better about it. The German working line or working line, and along with the uh, DDR line and the Czech line, mm-hmm. they are all bred to be working dogs. So. And when I mean working, I don't mean sheep herding. I mean protection dogs.
1: Ah, I've been wondering when I can work this in. They are known as the walking fence.
0: No, not... No. No? No, No, not yet.
1: Oh. So, that's where That's where it came in. No. They are known as that, though. They
0: are, but I'm getting there.
1: Okay. I'm getting ahead again.
0: So, the protection dogs are trained for IPO... Or also Schutzund Trials, which is literal translation is protection dog. IPO? IPO is the organization for Schutzund. And Schutzund is a dog sport that combines tracking, trailing, and um, human protection, and just overall guarding the whole property and all of that shit. and. They're the ones that you see, like, with police officers and biting a sleeve and all of that (laughs) shit.
1: They do a demonstration, I think, at Crufts, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm.
0: They do a demonstration at Crufts. Some dog shows put on a demonstration. Mm -hmm. And um, the rumor with them is that they have such a high prey drive Mm -hmm. that they're not good with kids. That is completely false. Yeah. And a lot of the working dogs, especially the ones that work with the police, Mm -hmm. they go home with their officers every night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So think of that which you will.
1: Yeah. Chances are these police officers have families, too. And if they're anything like Jones, they will lick you to death, honestly. Yep. Or play with toys a lot.
0: Yep. And then there's the UK line, or Alsatians. The UK line has come under... Fire? Fire. Yeah, a lot of bad rap and all that shit from from Crufts and there's been some breed changes and breed standard changes and some things going on with that. So it'll be interesting to see how that how that affects the breed as a whole and what they do to make it more moderate because that's what the The UK line was getting too extreme. Yeah. And looking kind of like frogs with legs.
1: Jesus, frog dog.
0: Yeah, it, it was not pretty. Mm. And there was a video of the German Shepherd that won the breed at Crofts a couple years ago. She.
1: she Are you loading the gun to fire
0: shots? Yeah, I'm gonna. Sh- I'm gonna shoot some shots right Shot, now. Shots fired. Her temperament was so unstable that she was, like, bug-eyeing the whole time during the examination during groups. She was not happy to be there, and her butt was kneeling on the floor isn't, in a normal stand position.
1: Isn't that, like, ground sometimes, depending on the judge, for dismissal? If the dog is going to be, like, growling or...
0: Well, and and that's, that's part of it is... A lot of the dog fanciers were wondering why didn't the UK judge do their job Mm -hmm. and put up a sound dog, a dog with sound mind and body. Mm -hmm. And so the UK Kennel Club uh, basically went ridiculously extreme, but rightfully so. They basically said that a German Shepherd dog in the UK will no longer... Be allowed to be awarded the name of champion. They took away their right to be called a champion, I think for five years, and that now they have to at every single championship level show. Yeah. The best dog and best bitch have to be evaluated by a veterinarian. Mm-hmm.
1: Talk about thorough.
0: Oh yeah. They have to go through a lot of hoops and pass a lot of these temperament tests because of what has happened. Mm. And... It's a pity. Yeah, for, for a dog like a German Shepherd, it should never fucking happen. Now, here's my opinion.
1: Opinion time. The opinions expressed by Ashley are strictly her opinion, not those of any particular kind of club. Yep. There. Disclaimer done. Go.
0: Some people like working line. Some people like German show line. Whatever. Work it, girl. To me, there is nothing more beautiful than a beautifully balanced and in proper condition American show line German Shepherd. I love watching them. I want to own one, so that, let's get that out of the way.
1: She's made this painfully clear. This is not anything new to me, honestly.
0: And this is where Michael comes in the the moving fence idea.
1: Oh, we finally come around to it,
0: yay! <laughs> When it comes for judges' education, the German shepherd is supposed to have what is known as a flying trot, meaning that they are supposed to cover the most amount of ground with the least amount of effort.
1: If memory serves, Jones has uh, exhibited this behavior. Yes.
0: And most well-bred German shepherds will have a naturally wide, overreaching trot. Hmm. It's natural, it is ingrained into them, and it's something that they should have. And this also goes into the notion of the three-point stance.
1: Sunday was the day where we took pictures. I say we, actually I took pictures. In the past, how it has worked is Ashley has been the one holding the camera, and I am the one who's supposed to stack them, which is, I think we both agree, a bad idea. So we switched, considering Mm -hmm. Ashley knows how to properly stack these dogs. And she was the one that actually mentioned this to me. It's like, yeah, no, I have to handle this dog because there's no way you can do the three-point.
0: And the three-point stack is something that a German Shepherd naturally does. Most dogs will naturally stand four-point, meaning the front legs will stand together Mm. and the back legs will stand together.
1: You know, standard stack.
0: German shepherds will naturally put one leg in the middle and Mm. one leg back. The reason for this is that it's an idea that it gives them more propelling and propelling motion. But it's also something that is natural. It's an instinctual behavior. Every German shepherd does it. It's what they do. Yeah. The moving fence idea is goes back to the original idea of the breed Founder
2: mm-hmm. in
0: that he wanted a sheep herder that could herd sheep naturally and just give direction.
2: Mm.
0: Meaning that, they, that the dog needed to act as a fence to propel the sheep to where he needed them to go. Right. And covering the most amount with the least amount of effort mm-hmm. goes into that moving fence because if a sheep thinks that the dog is longer than it really is or is moving more than it really is, the sheep are more likely, as a gentler way, to move them along.
2: Hmm.
0: Herding styles are different based on breeds. Right. Some breeds, like Border Collies, use their eyes and will stare down at sheep.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Other breeds, like Welsh Corgis, are nippers. They'll nip at nip the heels, the heels yeah. and some breeds are used on different livestock. So border collies are used on sheep. Mm-hmm. German shepherds used on sheep. Mm-hmm. Corgis used on cattle. Mm-hmm. And the reason is, if a corgi nips at the heels of a cow, they can duck their feet down, and the kick will slam, like, sail over their head, and they won't get hit. Yeah. So it's all of this form-following function. Yeah. And German shepherds still, to this day, Mm -hmm. should have the desire to do what it was bred to do, meaning herd sheep. Right. Not be a protection dog, not be a military dog. They still should be able... To herd? To herd sheep. And a lot of the American show lines are one of the few lines... But are still able to do that. Yeah. Some of the German working lines and some of the just general working line dogs have a drive that is too high Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and they will attack and kill the sheep, which is what you don't want. Right. Herding is controlled hunting. Yeah. Meaning they're acting out.
1: But they're not not actually actually going forward to to, kill. to, To kill and whatnot.
0: And... Yes, I have made it be known. I prefer American show lines. I think they're gorgeous. And I understand that people have a lot of scrutiny and a lot of opinions about them. Well, when you because, own a
1: dog like this, I mean, you're going to be like that. You're going to yeah, be protective.
0: But, no, 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 no. It's just from random people.
1: Oh, they're random.
0: Like, on the National Dog Show... Every year, people bitch and moan about how weird the German Shepherd looks. When Rumor won Best in the Show at Westminster, people bitched and moaned about her. And they, it's all about a lack of education. The most scrutiny that you'll see is people saying, Oh, those extreme angles, that they're over-angled, they're overdone, that they have really bad backs, that the backs are too sloping, that they're walking on their hocks, and just on and on and on. It's all about this form following function yeah they are not they were not developed to be a police or protection dog. they were designed to be a sheep herder. That's the very reason why this breed is in the herding group Herd. and, the, and not the working group right If the dog was designed to be a protection dog like the Doberman Pinscher right they'd be in the working group mm-hmm. A good German shepherd should be able to float around sheep all day. Mm -hmm. And have the drive and wherewithal to listen to the shepherd and have a good, solid temperament Mm -hmm. that isn't too shy, isn't too aggressive, isn't too high drive, isn't too low drive. They should be right in the middle.
1: The ever elusive, happy medium.
0: And that's what they're supposed to be. There are some buzzwords out there. With German Shepherds, because again, everyone has an opinion about them on the internet. Mm -hmm. You post one photo of a German Shepherd, and people get pissy one way or another. There's nothing you can do about it. You just have to roll with the punches. Whatever.
1: Opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one.
0: Yep. And the biggest buzzword that you see a lot are flat-backed. Meaning... They want dogs that have a straight top line. The top line of a dog is the line of its back. It's like from
1: the neck area on down or something?
0: It's from the point of the wither, is from the withers, which is the shoulders. Thank you. Down to the croup, which is the hips and the pelvis.
1: For those of you who are unfamiliar with these particular terms, like
0: me. It is the, those, that section of the spine.
1: Yeah. From shoulders to pelvis. Pelvis, yeah.
0: And that it per the breed standard mm-hmm. is supposed to be level. Yeah. Meaning straight.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I have flashbacks to my father yelling at me to keep the pizza level. Keep the pizza level.
0: The shoulders, the withers on a German Shepherd should be the highest point on the actual back of the dog. Okay. And then it should gradually slope. It shouldn't dramatically slope. There shouldn't be what is known as a roach, meaning a roachy top line is a top line that has a bump in it and is not straight. And it should all be gradual because if you feel the dog, Mm -hmm. what you don't realize is that German Shepherds have a lot of coat. So the actual top line is level. Mm -hmm. What you're seeing that is sloped is the croup, meaning the point of pelvis to the tail. Mm. That is going to have a slope to it. Mm. It should not be dramatic. It should have a slope. Which the overall impression is a gradual slope.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Some dogs look like their backs have been cut off. Mm-hmm. Some dogs look really long and and just slopy. Yeah. None of those are truly correct, but then there are some where people don't understand I think a lot of it with the American show line is that they don't understand the certain growth phases that some of these dogs go through. Mm-hmm. Some lines of German shepherds, especially in American show lines, they mature really, really, really slowly. Mm-hmm. So to quote Veronica, <laughs> <laughs> when I showed her a picture of Jones recently, she said, "Oh my God, she's not going to look like a. Sh- she's not going to look like a." piece of rubber spaghetti. And it cracked me up Mm -hmm. because a lot of young American show line German Shepherds go through this weird growth phase where they don't fill in in the chest and Mm -hmm. the legs just go really long and they just haven't filled in. Right. And it makes them look more extreme than they really are. Mm -hmm. So if a dog looks a little thin or looks a little weird... If they're under the age of three, Mm -hmm. it's probably because they are growing. Yeah. And this whole flat-backed thing has actually turned into a marketing term for backyard breeders who are like, I'm breeding flat-backed German Shepherds. No, you're breeding a dog that goes against the breed standard and probably has you know, it's probably not going to be as smooth moving. It's not going to do what it was bred to do, just based on the way that it looks. Right. The newest term that I saw the other day, mm-hmm. and it made me scratch my head, and I was like, "What the what the fuck is this?" <laughs> and it was straight legged, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Huh?" And I, I didn't understand what they were talking about. And the only thing that came to my mind was maybe they're talking about the pasterns, which the pasterns are the wrist, the front leg. Right. And German Shepherds, a lot of dogs, their pasterns should be straight. Yeah. Some dogs, like Hamilton's, the pasterns should be slightly sloping. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. And springy. Slightly sloping.
0: They shouldn't be straight. It should be slightly... (laughs) UK (laughs) UK judges, it should be slightly sloping.
1: She says, pointing to the microphone.
0: UK judges for Hamilton's there's a height standard for a reason, damn it. Um, Okay. I'm a little pissed.
1: Okay, there's the soapbox. You need to get off of it now.
0: But German Shepherds, per (laughs) the breed standard, the US breed standard, Mm Mm-hmm. The pasterns are supposed to be springy Mm -hmm. and angled at a 25 degree angle to the front legs. So they should look a little bit let down, a little bit different than other dogs. Mm -hmm. That's what they're supposed to look like. Right. Again, form follows Follows function. function. That springy pastern is so that they can move and float. Yeah. So, if people are breeding German shepherds with not springy pasterns again, then they're not going to be able to move.
1: Keywords, straight-legged, flat-backed. flat-backed.
0: These should be terms that are red flags mm. and that a puppy buyer should just run away as fast as possible.
1: Get in the car, reverse, and go as fast as you can.
0: And the, uh, the other... Like, if they weren't meaning the front legs as straight-legged, I'm like, well, they can't possibly mean the rear legs because all dogs' rear legs are supposed to be just basic canine anatomy. There's going to be some angle there. There's going to be some... Their
1: their leg has a little bit of a... a Curve to it. Curve to it with a... It's kind of a very weird L shaped. In in most dogs,
0: it kind of looks like a weird looking question mark.
1: Very weird looking question mark. It looks like one of those unfinished ones I would draw as a kid.
0: So, but German Shepherds are supposed to, it's a little bit different. Yeah. The German Shepherd is supposed to have an overreaching gait where the rear angle. should form, meaning the rear angle of the upper leg bone, the femur, Mm -hmm. and the lower leg bones, should form as close to a right angle as possible. This is unique. It is not in any other breed out there. Mm -hmm. This should be a breed-defining trait for German Shepherds. But some people are like, oh, it's not. It's too overdone. Da, da, da. I'm like, no, it's supposed to be there because they're supposed to overreach. They're supposed to angle. But again, if you have an issue with it, most of what I quoted.
1: <laughs> right back to the source all over again.
0: Came from the German Shepherd Dog Club of America. America. And yeah. what I was actually quoting is their judges education pamphlet that's available on their website. With illustrations.
1: I don't know if you guys heard that, but that was a genuine Ashley mic drop. Yeah, <laughs> I drop a pen, but this microphone picks up everything.
0: I'm now, not going to do that. German Shepherds, we all see them. We see them all the time. They're one of the most popular breeds in the U.S.
1: We have no choice. We live with one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they can pretty much do it all. There's not...
1: Very versatile breed. Yeah,
0: I mean they can they make excellent service dogs if they have the right temperament. They can mm-hmm. do and work, they can do guard work, they can barn hunt, dock dive, agility, sheep herd, rally, obedience. It's in their nature. Mm. Because their whole point in existence is to be intelligent and take direction from their people. Yeah. Now, we're going to get to the fun part.
1: I don't think we should answer this, considering, (laughs) you know, Jackie, you know, which, by the way, friend of the show and breeder of Jones.
0: Now, we all know I would own one in a heartbeat. Oh, God, yeah. And um, having Jones and seeing her face Mm -hmm. is one of those things that I'm just like, aww.
1: If anything, for me, this has been an experience um, where I realize, what?
0: Move your hand away from your mouth.
1: I'm sorry, my hand was comfortable there. Jeez. People want to
0: hear you talk. (laughs) (laughs) Some people I work with
1: don't. Anyway, I'm so used to hammies. Yeah. Is what it has proven, honestly. And I know that breed a lot better than I do this one and it's been a tremendous learning curve
0: oh and it's been a learning curve for me as well i mean well
1: for both of us i mean i wasn't presuming anything i was just saying in general
0: and i've never had i've never lived with a herding breed before Mm -hmm. it's it's bizarre to me it's always been sporting breeds Mm -hmm. it's been hounds or it's been terriers having a herding breed in the house has been kind of one of those things where I'm like, what the hell is this?
1: <laughs> what is she doing? Why is she doing that?
0: And, you know, having having a dog that's constantly circling you, hounds won't do that. Hounds look at you straight in the face.
1: Oh, my God. She does that this, in the yard. when yeah. I when She just I, circles. She, well, no. I mean, I have her on lead
0: mm-hmm. because it's
1: easier to take her out and go to the restroom and everything like that. She will be in the yard and do circles around me. Mm-hmm. She will do circles in that particular circumference.
0: Yeah. And it's it's what she does. And we had a German Shepherd that wandered into our yard. Oh, I remember year. that. And I first saw it, and I was like, "This is weird." Um, because I would like to
1: tell a story about this dog. How it got too close to our chickens? Just go ahead and kill this goddamn story. <laughs> okay, let's go ahead and see how the Sherlock Sherlock mystery ends. Let's go back to the end of the book. Oh, look, that's who did it. Now let's go back to the front. Now, thanks a bunch. Because, I mean, I was the one that discovered this mm-hmm. fucking dog.
0: In the rain. In the
1: rain. And I'm sitting there trying to be nice to it. I'm ready to go. I've got my lunch in my hand, mm-hmm. you know? And next thing I know, I'm approaching the freaking chickens. And I'm like, um, no. No. And I'm sitting there trying to lead it away. And it still kept going towards the chickens. And, I mean, if Florida, Latin, like maybe a year ago, mm-hmm. indicated, you know, losing one of the chickens is not a viable option. No. So... I forget what happened, but Ashley managed to...
0: I put a leash around its neck and threw it in the backyard.
1: Yeah, she managed to get this particular dog harmlessly Mm
0: -hmm. into
1: the backyard. You, I think, were staying home that day? Yeah. I forget why or what was going on because it was so long ago. Mm -hmm. I still have pictures of that dog at my work computer, believe it or not.
0: Well, and and, um, one thing I hadn't mentioned earlier was German Shepherds have differing coat lengths Mm -hmm. from kind of short to... One standard, which is like this medium kind of stock like double coated. And then there's a long plush coat. So the German Shepherd that came to our house, unexpectedly, rain soaked, hmm. was a plush coat.
1: And it was, to give you an idea, um, we may want to find pictures and oh, post it with this particular episode when it drops. Um, but chocolate colored.
0: Yeah, she was red and black is the standard color.
1: To me, she was, abs- I mean, seriously. Straight up, chocolate covered.
0: Because she was covered in mud.
1: Oh well, I mean, she was also very deep, dark brown colored yeah. to me. So she was chocolate colored, and as far as I'm concerned. Whereas Jones is, she's like one of those like marble type of pieces of fudge that you mm-hmm. find, you know, where it's like mixed in with like a, it's like a peanut butter and a chocolate kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's Jones.
0: And so Jones is sable, and their German shepherds can come in.
1: Now we got to find a picture of peanut butter and chocolate mixed fudge.
0: Great. But there are different colors of German shepherds. They can be sable. They can, and the sable can go from like a light reddish sable to all the way dark, almost black sable. Um, they can be solid black. They can be. Um, bi-color uh, with like black and red point black with red points they can have a black saddle and like a red or tan body and mm-hmm. so they come in a different different array of colors um and before people get pissy with me uh white is a color it's depending on what country you're in will determine whether it is a standard color or not
2: mm-hmm.
0: and some countries have taken it upon themselves to recognize white as a
1: Jones yeah. so... <laughs> I found a picture of Fudge that looks like Jones's coat <laughs> but
0: the White German Shepherd, some have taken it upon themselves to register them as a separate breed.
1: What do they call them?
0: They just call them White German Shepherds.
1: Not to, you know, basically quote my parents' business or anything like that, but one of the colors that they have in regards to their garage doors,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Snow Mist White. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it immediately popped in my head.
0: But So, the White German Shepherds are solid white. Some mm-hmm. breeders love them. Some breeders hate them. Whatever. And then there's a color that some breeders are kind of iffy about. Many of them are fascinated with. I'm fascinated with it. I think it's... But there again, I also love tricolor. This is true. The... uh, I guess it was maybe 15, 20 years ago, there was a genetic mutation that happened in a litter of puppies in the U.S. Mm -hmm. where all of these dogs came out tricolor white feet white chest both parents were solid colored Mm -hmm. and they didn't know where it came from and it's a different gene than your standard tricolor of a hound or a border collie or a strange shepherd it's a totally different gene Mm -hmm. so it's a complete genetic mutation that is unique to german shepherds right and they called it panda shepherds it's hilarious you can find them.
1: Anyone else thinking of that little baby panda that sneezed?
0: And freaked the mom out? Yeah, I yeah. love that video. <laughs> <laughs> um, So, when it comes... Because German shepherds are so common, mm-hmm. I think there are so many ways that are so fascinating and when done right and done responsibly, it's great. <laughs> but then there's so many ways They can go wrong. They can go wrong, and respond, and backyard breeders and puppy mills, and all the shitty scenarios come up. Yeah, and it's just finding that happy medium.
2: Mm -hmm. Ever elusive.
0: Yeah, it's something that I want to find again, and Mm -hmm. that I wish that you know some some breeders need to kind of just take some of the uninformed breeders and just take them aside and be like, hey. Just to let you know. Here, come over here. Come apprentice with
1: me. I must teach you.
0: Yeah, and it's that, that mentor philosophy thing yeah. that needs to happen. And hopefully they learn. Other times they won't, and maybe they're, they just want to line their pockets. They just, want
1: to, they just want to remain ignorant but be rich about it, which yeah. is... Shitty. F- well, it's fine for them, but let's face it, it's not good for the breed, which is what it's all about in the first place.
0: Yep. So back to the question here. Would you own one? I think after a road test, I still want one.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure you do.
0: But I'm still going to be picky. I have let certain breeders know what I want. hmm And what I want to do. And I don't have a problem waiting. hmm It's one of those things where I'm like, if it happens, it happens. And when it happens, great.
1: Yeah, best things come to those who wait after all.
0: And they know, they know that the home... That said, Puppy would go to Mm -hmm. will be an active show home. Yeah. Will be an active performance home. Will be one that socializes their dogs and just does everything with them. So, from a breeder standpoint, it is the best of both worlds because they're, you know, I'm getting their breeding out.
1: Right, um, and not only that, but just the home mm-hmm. environment, you know, with other dogs and everything like that, it's going to get them that diversity mm-hmm. of hanging out and meeting other breeds and things of that nature. Other age, animals. Right? and. Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. But, I mean, like Michael said earlier, having having a German Shepherd around the house and... It's this, been different. It's, it's been different, and New Year's Day, we went out and hung out with some of our friends that have Australian Shepherds.
1: Ah, yeah, I remember that. And... Oh my God! Do I remember that? Oh, I should have worn boots that day.
0: <laughs> so rainy and muddy, but it was Man. it was fun, and it was it reminded me that there are certain things that I can't do with Hamiltons, mm-hmm. but I definitely can do with German Shepherds. Like you, what?
1: Like showing the AKC?
0: <gasps> oh <yeah>. shit! <laughs> um, but with German Shepherds, you can. You know, you can let them off leash and they'll go like run around in the woods, and you call them and they'll just come running to you. And
1: the part of that day that I hated the most, aside from the, well, mostly it revolved around the shoes, honestly, because mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't, I wore my chucks, mm-hmm. and I like to keep them clean because I wear them to work. That I like to have clean chucks, but anyway, um, I couldn't really get too close to do too much so I pretty much put myself on like perimeter duty you know Mm -hmm. keeping track of all the kids furry and otherwise and making sure that everybody was on track and everything like that which I mean it's an important job but it's not as much fun but at the same time you know it allowed you to kind of not worry take your mind off of things and that kind of stuff.
0: I hear a puppy crying.
1: It's about that time I think.
0: So, with that, yes, we would own one, or I would. Michael's over here like, I, I don't know. I,
1: I haven't said shit, and I'm keeping it that way. Thank you very much for fear of not really you know, going one way or the other. Because yeah. i got to be honest with you. This Jones experience, it's been an experience for me, and I'm still on the fence. Okay. I'm not going to lie. And I'm, I'm not going to go one way or the other, because, I mean, I don't want to be saying one thing negative and having German Shepherd people get pissed at me <laughs> and I'm not about to bite the hand that allows us to foster Jones.
2: So that's
1: the end of that.
0: So with that
1: mm.
0: rate, review, subscribe, subscribe, like, all that stuff. You Patreon. You can find us on Patreon.
1: Oop, let me get my cheat sheet out. Uh,
0: at uh, patreon.com <laughs> slash about a dog pod.
1: Oh, um, something recently happened that I'm, I'm actually a little bit blown away about. We got two followers on Twitter, Woo-hoo! which thank you very much for following. Um, I was blown away by the fact that we actually had one follower, follower, let alone two, so thank you for that. Um, the Twitter handle, at aboutadog1. Uh,
0: Instagram is at pod. Mm-hmm. You can email us at, at aboutadog. Oh, oh, shit. Uh, no, aboutadogpod about at, at gmail.com. G-mail.
1: My cheat sheet says you were wrong. Uh,
0: Facebook, you can find us uh, if you just search for aboutadogpod. <laughs> After Ashley Burps. <laughs> After Burps. Mm, milkshake tasty. And you did not
1: bring me to the yard. Yeah, I worked it in.
0: <laughs> and then you can find us on YouTube. Our YouTube is kind of slacking a little bit because we're kind of.
1: The only thing worse than our Twitter right now is our
0: YouTube page. (laughs) Okay, what we're doing on our YouTube page is we're doing videos of our dogs doing what we like to do with them. Yeah. So right now it's the off season and that's why. Mm -hmm. So with that, go hug your dog.
2: Go
1: hug your dog. I'm about to take one out to pee. Now don't forget, this episode was not sponsored by Retriever Crates. Retriever Crates, broken by Rolo since January 30th,
0: 2020, I think? Oh no, December 30th. December 30th,
1: 2019. That's what it was. I couldn't remember the date. Uh, Fuck you, Retriever Crates. Y'all suck.
0: So, again, go hug your dog. <laughs> go they love dog. you.
1: I gotta take one to pee.